Welcome to the Faithless Sisters. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 3 today. Um, Terry, will you go ahead and read the first little bit of chapter 3 for us? We're not going to hit all of it, but um, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll read verses 1 through 5. Kind of hard verses today. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such. I don't want to hang around with them. No. I mean, Sometimes, you know, I can be this and that, but ooh, what a list. Yeah. What it's a list. list. Yeah. And I think if you, uh, I just feel like when you watch the news or listen to the news, there's so much of this. It is so prevalent in the world now. It really but, is. Um, it's enough, nothing new, right? Yeah, nothing new. Well, the you know, I, I thought it was so interesting. It said they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. So we have a lot of people out there these days who moralize. You know, they they take they they act like their morals are the morals that count, and that they're better than everybody else's morals. So it's not even a it's not a religion like we think of religion, like a. Christian or a Jew or a Muslim, it's more of just a self-religion. I think I've got it right, and I know better than you do. So, but I, the word's pretty clear. Stay away from people like that. And I think we hear that quite a bit, Angie, when it's like, um, this is my truth. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, no, that's your opinion. It's your <laughs> yeah. opinion. It's not right. a truth. It's not the truth. Yeah, it's your opinion. Yeah. I think we've gotten some words confused in our culture today. Um, yeah, they, they might be intentionally confused so that people can achieve what they want to do, which is this narcissism. It lines up to you. It lines yeah. up to what you want, who you are, um, your agenda, your truth. If the actual truth, like the facts don't line up with what you think, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's more, it's easier to just switch the word truth to my truth. Take out the word opinion and yeah. just use language in different ways. Yeah. And we can do this even within our religion too. Within, mm-hmm. If we have this religion that's dead and it doesn't have Jesus Christ and it doesn't have the Holy Spirit and God, if we are um, not connected to him, we just go to church. Um, our pastor keeps talking about we, we aren't a people that goes to church. We don't go to church here. We come here to worship Jesus mm. and worship God. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a big difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. I agree. Yeah. 
but it is quite a list of behavior for us to look at um, to help us judge the fruit in somebody's life, if that's someone that we should be with or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that Paul is, he's, he just doesn't mince his words. He just puts it right out there. This is the truth. And these are the kinds of behaviors. If you see them, stay away because they, they can bring harm, harm to you, harm to the church, certainly harm to the people themselves that are acting that way. Um, so I think it's, it's a pretty strong admonition and a pretty clear warning from him to us. Well, if you look at all of that gigantic harsh list, because those are all very harsh things, really, where does that, what, what does that show from the heart? It goes back to to the heart, back to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also uh, the trap that Satan has many people in. Mm -hmm. This is the trap. These are all things that he would um, want us to do and to be and to behave like. These aren't godly. Mm -hmm. These are quite the opposite. So all of those things are going to bring offense to somebody. All of that behavior is offensive. And so, if Satan can get you offended at something so that your back is up and you're aggravated, then that starts to sort of occupy your thought life. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're down a bad road. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why you have to stay away from them because you don't want to give them the opportunity to keep you in a state of offense all the time. It's not that we can't handle, I mean, I can handle people being mean to me and I can handle people being ungrateful. I can handle that. But if I let myself get around it, then I might be offended by it. Pretty, pretty good chance I would be. And then that offense will start to own my time. And so I do think it is, it's a trap and we need to recognize that. I like how you just said that. That offense is yeah. going to start to own my time. Yeah. Man, how much headspace do we give? Do we give to things that are just part of that trap? Yeah, I think we give a lot. You know, we give a lot with our relationships with people. When there's offense, there we give a lot with even watching the news. You know, if I take too much of that in, I can get pretty offended by stuff, Excellent. and that and that is all just a big distraction from what my purpose on this earth is. Um, and if I'm sitting there stewing over that stuff, I'm probably not meditating on the Word of God. Man, you are convicting me all over the place right now. <laughs> That's what it's like to hang out with Angie. I'm just going to say. <laughs> it's all for me too, ladies, because those are things that, that I struggle with. You know, I think um, it's just part of the human condition. Um, and so that's, that's what being together is all about. If, if, if we're willing to be honest with each other and talk about those things, it helps us see what's going on in our own hearts and our lives sometimes. Yeah, that, that's the way I actually took this list. I was like, oh, wow, when this happens in me, this is not a good thing. Like, I can be unforgiving. 
I can hold resentments. Um, I think um, I, lovers of pleasure it, to me is like, yeah, I just want to, I want a nap. I want to curl up. I want to have, you know. <laughs> want to play solitaire. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are you telling me that taking a nap's a sin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Carrie, I'm in your camp because I am I know. a daily napper. <laughs> I take but, a nap every afternoon. I'm like, oh, I'm a dirty rotten sinner. I know. No. It's right there. That's it. <laughs> But to me, I'll go for my pleasure. I'll go for what feels comfortable to me um, yeah. as opposed to what might be uncomfortable and maybe take that extra step towards someone else. We, so we can all have these qualities. But I think what Paul's talking about too is um, a persistent. It's like when you're saying, what's their heart like? It's like, okay, their heart, their heart is a heart of stone at this point. Covered in sludge. I mean, just I'm just like because there's this persistence to that, and and God can get through all of that. I could just take that heart, replace it with a heart of flesh towards mm -hmm. Him. I think that's what happened for me with salvation. I was a lot like a lot of these things. I, you know, I wasn't all of them, but um, I was certainly towards me. I wasn't towards God. And God has that ability to change our hearts um, through Jesus Christ. So let me stir the pot a little bit right here. Sure. Because he finishes this passage to say, have nothing to do with such people. Yeah. But how are we supposed to have nothing to do with these people, but also gently correct them to show them the way toward Jesus? So I had thought about that too, because the very last thing we read last time was, you know, helping them bring them to repentance and uh, leading them to the truth. So then have nothing to do with them. So then it's a process maybe. So maybe when you first encounter those people, you gently instruct them um, and you give time um, for the Holy Spirit to work, to soften those hearts and you stay by them and you try and, you know, be a witness in their lives. And then there probably comes a point where it's not, it's just not happening, not with you anyway. And so then you just need to stay away from those people. Right. You know, I don't yeah. think that means you just see somebody and write them off, but if you're in a relationship with somebody and it's contentious, and then it grows beyond just arguments and disagreements into that next phase of cruelty and pride and boastfulness and ungratefulness. As it, that, to me, that's kind of like a mushrooming thing, that these people are going from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. um, and like so the gangrene. Like yeah, the gangrene. Like the gangrene. Yeah, or like a cancer. So, yeah, if that's, if that's the situation that you're seeing, then at that point, then it's time to stay away. So Paul addressed this earlier. Remember the two guys that he named? He called them out early in the first letter. Janus and Hymenaeus. No, oh, Hymenaeus and Philetus. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was like, turn them over to Satan. We were like, ah, yeah. like, who does that? But yeah. not to hurt them so that they can really get the fullness of their sin and get that sense of it. Yeah. Then they have this opportunity to change. Mm -hmm. In so many ways, it's a loving thing. You're right, Angie, when they've gone past those points. 
it's it's a I think it's a process. I think it's to the part where their their hearts are stoned and they're filled with gangrene and sludge and nasty stuff, right? And it's like we you have to be careful. But these are the very people we're to, to minister to. These are the very people that we're going after as Christians in love. But we have to be very careful that um, how we're doing it, who we're doing it, if we're caught, not to get caught. So, yeah. for example, like I hear people saying, like, oh, I'm going to minister to people in the bar, like to drink. I don't drink. That's a real possible thing for me to do is go in and minister because I'm not really tempted for that. Right. But for someone who has a history of alcoholism to go, I'm going to go minister to the people in the bar. It, they might, I'm going to let them walk their walk, but I would certainly talk to them about it first and question and say, why don't you go over here and talk to people who, I don't know, I don't know, who are slanderous or like whatever, like there's so many opportunities. Why particularly that one are you drawn to? You know, I, by the I way, think- go ahead. As Christians, we have, you know, we have discernment because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. And so there's a difference between walking beside someone whose heart is right and they're just ignorant. They don't know that they need to put certain behaviors down or um, stop acting in a certain way. Um, That's that's one thing. Um, But if, if you discern that someone has just turned their heart off to God, you know, then I, I think that's an altogether different situation. Mm-hmm. So we do have to rely on the Holy Spirit, I think, to help us discern where we are in any given relationship as far as um, how much we put ourselves out there, maybe when it's time to stay away, um, maybe when it's time to hand them over um, mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, Lord, I've done all I can do. Um I got to, I got to stop. And now it's up to you. And if that means turning them over to Satan, I've never done that. Cause that, that, that sounds hard. really tough for me too. But, um, but I certainly have had to put people down and walk away. Um, and, and you can turn them over to God too. and turn them like, over to that's God. The piece. We still can pray for people. Yeah. Yeah. And God uh, might have someone else who's better able who's to better deal able. with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That can well, come along. It's just like, you know, with your kids, you know, I decided a long time ago or the Lord showed me it probably wasn't going to be me <laughs> yeah. that really got through to them. Um, and so um, I, I did a, a lot of mentoring with a lot of young women through the years. And one time, you know, I felt a little guilty that I was spending that kind of time with other people's daughters. Um, and, and I really felt like the Lord kind of spoke to me and said, you know what, you take care of these girls and I'll send somebody to take care of yours. Yeah. And he has been faithful to do that. So because my girls weren't here anyway. They didn't live around me. I couldn't spend that kind of time with them. Or, um, mm-hmm. But I, it was just kind of an acknowledgement that I might not be the one to really, as much as I would want to show them who Jesus was and really lead them um, as their mother and as an older Christian woman, it, it might not be me that had that privilege. And they had to get okay with that. And, and we have to keep remembering it's not us that changes it people. Changes it's people. The Holy Spirit. It's yeah. God. This is yeah. on him. Yeah. And he wants it that way. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. And we, we sometimes we forget, you know, we get too earthly minded. We forget we've got we've got the Holy Spirit in us. We 
we have help from a whole nother realm from the kingdom of God. Um, yeah. And so we're not, we're not just earthbound. You know, God has equipped us for every good work. That's what the Bible says. He's equipped us. We got it. We got what we need. But sometimes we just forget that. We forget to use it. We forget it's even available. What a great place to be able to rest. Mm-hmm. Just to rest in the knowledge of like, ultimately, it's not me. Mm-hmm. I can do my part, but that's all I can do. But that's all I can mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So chill out, folks. It's going to be okay. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. Yeah. Well, Andy, will you pray for us today? I would love to. Heavenly Father, oh, we are so, so grateful that we don't have to worry about all of it, that we don't have to do it all in our own strength. Um, it's your plan, not ours. You've given us the privilege of participating with you, but it is your plan, Lord. And we know that you are a sovereign God and that your plan will go forth and it will succeed. Um, and so, Father, we're so very grateful for that. We know that you have set things in motion that will never be thwarted or stopped by anyone. And part of what you've set in motion is our belonging to you, our being part of the body of Christ. Um, Father, thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit, that he dwells in us, that he gives us the discernment that we need um, and the ability, the equipping that we need to love those people that are maybe not so lovable, to know when to speak and when not to speak, to know what to say and what not to say. I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit is um, he's listening to you and he's communicating to us so that your plan does go forward. So, Father, I just thank you and praise you for your love and for your goodness. I thank you, Father, that you've taken care of all of our needs, um, that you have supplied them. And I pray, Father, that we'll just have a greater awareness of you and of your presence in us, um, a greater awareness of that plan that you have, um, because we know, Lord, that you would, that none perish, but that all would come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, Father, um, we just thank you and praise you that you are in control, that you are omnipotent and omniscient, that you are almighty God. Um, Thank you, Lord, that you love us clay vessels that we are, that you love us, and that you've let us be a part of what you're doing. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>